Welcome to The Real Journey Show. On this podcast, you can expect guests of all backgrounds and professions to share a real journey they have experienced in this thing called life. From origin to current, the rocky ups and downs in the middle, and what is yet to come. The journeys of each guest will vary, but there is one thing that will remain constant. The listeners will be reminded that life experiences have a compelling way of connecting us, inspiring us, and empowering us to stay real. I am Tara Martin, your host of The Real Journey Show. Welcome back to The Real Journey Show. We are super, super, super excited to have a very special guest. He's one of my dear friends. I met him from Twitter, and I feel like he's part of my family. So um, Vernon Wright, he is from Texas. He's an outstanding educator. He's all about that zero apology zone. I just... I love his message. I love what he stands for. Vernon, welcome to the show. Please do formally introduce yourself and tell our listeners where you're from, what you do, and what your life looks like right now. (laughs) Right. Well, let me go ahead and say, first of all, I am absolutely humbled and honored to be here on the show. It's just, uh, you know, I'm a fan of your work. Uh, a fan of the work of Dave and Shelley Burgess, and you guys inspire us, and, and that's real, right? So my name is Vernon Wright, uh, leader, speaker, entrepreneur, and founder of the Zero Apology Zone. And, um, you know, I guess what could I say, right? I, I have been so fortunate and blessed and and I'm grateful for all of the opportunities that, that I have uh, had and those opportunities that are happening right now and those that will come in the future. Started out many years ago as a teacher in this very, very, very small city you guys may not have ever heard of called Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I say that facetiously, right? At the time, Dallas had about 150,000 students and um, a little bit over 220 schools. So, start out there as a teacher, had no intentions whatsoever of doing anything other than teaching until I was able to retire and I was just going to call it a career. And uh, how many of you know that you have angels placed in your life in the form of people uh, that are there at at the due season and at the right place at the right time? And uh, they got on to me, right? And they didn't know that there were other people in my life personally and my family that were getting on to me. And so as they were both encouraging me from different directions and it aligned, I got into teacher leadership. And I went back, got my master's many years ago, and uh, have had the opportunity to do many different things, many different roles, be a part of campus leadership, and uh, now for quite a while, have been part of supporting um, campus leaders and teachers uh, at the district level. Awesome. And yeah, and and of course, uh, leader and speaker and entrepreneur and uh, do many, many, many other pursuits that I'm just humbled to uh, be able to do and just, again, honored to be here on your show today. We are so excited to have you, and I love following your journey. It's fun to watch you interact with those online, and, and just you always make everyone feel very welcome, and I think that's why you fit so beautifully on the show, because it's all about being real, and real is an acronym, so it's showing yourself relatable, um, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life, and you do all those things all the time, and so I'm really, really excited about Having you, Vernon, while we know that you are just an outstanding educator, I'm excited to have you share a real journey in your life. It could be anything that kind of shaped you into the person you are today, into the outstanding leader you are today. Yeah, you know, uh, it, one of the reasons why I like your work is is this, um, Tara, is of course you have Be Real, which is which is 
just a cornerstone of your work. And, and, you know, I applaud you for that. And, and truly it inspires me. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't throw in a shout out for Cannonball in too. Oh. I love that book. My daughter loves it as well. Uh, we look at that book quite often. But, you know, I'm going to share with you what someone said that um, during their Hall of Fame speech. And they said this, and, and it's a very poignant thing. And those that are listening, you may be listening or watching, you may be going through this right now. People see the public successes, but they don't see the private struggles. And people see the zero apology zone. They see the, you know, hey, man, like you lost all this weight. You totally reshaped and, and just transformed your body. And, and you built this team and you're a speaker and you're an entrepreneur and you're doing all these other things. You just, uh, the day you were born, that was you, right? You just popped out of the womb that way, and, and that's not the case. And, you know, many years ago, I was, I was in a place that I was not at my best level. I was grossly overweight. Uh, I was over 100 pounds overweight versus where I should have been. Um, I, I was in a relationship that, that was not a good relationship. Um, I was at a crossroads and I just want to say this too, you know, cause we talk about the vulnerability part. Uh, one of the things that I share, cause, cause I have a couple of different mastermind groups. And if you don't know what a mastermind group is, one of my favorite books ever is Napoleon Hill's think and grow rich. I, I highly recommend that. And he talks about in that book, the late great Napoleon Hill, what a mastermind group is. But in two of my mastermind groups, one of the things that I share with them often, and I share this with one of those groups on January the 1st of 2020, was this, there's a process for access. Let me go ahead and say that one again. There's a process for access. And so there are a lot of things that I was trying to access in life, but you know what I hadn't done? I hadn't done the introspection and I had not thought about what's the process. So in other words, if I'm in a relationship that's not working professional or personal, what's the process for accessing relationships, professional and personal that do work? Um, if, if my body is not the body that I like, what's the process for access? So, you know, went, went through a, a period of different things um, at one point uh, to as well, lost my father. Uh, that was a very, very deep experience. And how many of you know that, you know, you put on the happy face sometimes and on the inside, you're not happy. And, and I w went through that period some time ago. But that was a very, very, very enduring thing. But I share this with those that are listening. You know, my mother always says this a little bit of, uh, as we call it, mama right wisdom. She says, uh, delay does not mean denial. And there's some of you out there that are listening or watching this right now. And, and you're saying, you know, Vernon, man, I, I've been through so much. I thought it was going to happen at a certain point. It didn't. Uh, I'm going to tell you again, straight from mama, right? And she, she will be listening to this and watching this. I'm sure that delay does not mean denial. And I also want to tell you this, uh, as I shared for those that are a little more seasoned, uh, this wouldn't apply to you, Tara. But for those of us that are a little more seasoned, hopefully the gray in my beard doesn't point to that. I need to go ahead and get it colored a little bit. <laughs> but uh, there used to be a show called Let's Make a Deal. And behind each of the doors, there were different prizes. And what I share often um, when I coach, do private coaching and consulting with people, 
And that's one of the things that I really, really love and enjoy as private coaching and consulting that I do is, is part of my company is I often ask them about the whole process for access. And I use that whole example of let's make a deal. And so what really has happened in my life professionally and personally, and maybe this is something we can go deeper into another time really is this, all of those really cool things that I'm experiencing now in my life professionally and personally, all of those things were behind those doors, like on let's make a deal. But part of what opened and unlocked those doors was one, I had to be in belief. I had to be in deep faith, faith in God. And then really also too, because people say, well, you know, I have faith in God, but guess what they miss? They don't have faith in themselves. And I had to have faith in myself, right? And if you've ever gone through anything, you know, maybe you need, maybe there's, and, and I mentioned this to a client uh, that I was coaching um, the other day, we were having a conversation and I asked her this, have you given yourself permission to be great? And she was like, what did you just ask me? <laughs> and I told her, I said, have you given yourself permission to be great? Because she had been around some people that had really held her back professionally and personally. So I just want to say this right now, like I had to at one point, have you given yourself permission to be great? And so once I did that and I was in belief and, and I studied, right? I often tell people as a part of my brand, believe, study, hustle, manifest, repeat, uh, I was in belief. I believed in God. I believed in myself. I studied. I had to study to show myself approved. Everybody wants to make a hustle, but wants to do the hustle, but have you studied? Then I hustled in the right place and in the right time and in due season. And then came the manifestation. And so when I hustled after believing and having studied, that's when unlocked all of this cool stuff in my life. And, and I want to say to someone right now or whoever's listening to this, there's a lot of cool stuff behind doors with your name on it and it's just waiting for you to unlock it get solid on what you believe who you believe in get solid on believing in yourself and start to take the steps to study and hustle and when you do guess what happens every single time in my life professionally and personally the right people have come into my my life at the right place and at the right time it's so true i love so much about what you just said especially the whole part about process and access. I think that's just really, I see that a lot in the world that I work in uh, on the publishing side of writing books. I think a lot of people will say, um, well, we'll have people come to us and they're like, we want to uh, write a book. <laughs> and I think a lot of times what they really want is just to have a book out there, you know? And so they'll, they'll ask us like, what topics would you like me to write on? And we're like, no, I don't know if you're fully ready to write a book for our company yeah, because we actually right. don't tell you what you have to write. You write your own story. And that's Preach where I this is this isn't a Sunday, but I feel like I'm in church right now. It's true. <laughs> you know, right? Um, you write your story. You tell your story because no one we love um one of the things, and this is not to brand our company, DBC Inc., but one of the things I love about our books is you can't put somebody else's name on them. It's not like we're just giving a bunch of facts. There's people's real stories inside there. Like I could have put Vernon's name on Be Real, Educate from the Heart. It wouldn't work because there's so much of my real right. story in there. And I think that's the part of that process that we have to be willing to not only go through, but also to be able to share that. And just like you're doing right now with others, that there is a process to get to this place of access. And I think 
stuff just doesn't, like you said, stuff doesn't just happen. I mean, as soon as you have a dream and you try to think on that dream and you try to act on that dream and, and, and you voice that dream, well, life punks you right after that because that's what life does. And so that's when you kind of have to start going through that process. And you're like, if I want that dream bad enough, I'm going to make it through all of these obstacles and I'm going to learn all along the journey. And I, that's the process that I think a lot of people want to skip. And I would love to skip it too. I mean, wouldn't that be nice? But would we come out to be the leaders that we are today, Vernon? Would we come out to be the people that we are today? Would we have the same levels of empathy that we have for others? You're out there speaking and telling people about the zero apology zone. Would you be able to truly believe that message if you didn't go through the things that you've gone through? I think probably not. Yeah, you know, um, because people ask me quite often, you know, hey, this whole zero apology zone deal, does that mean that in your life you never apologize? And I kind of laugh at that, right? And, and here's what I tell people about the zero apology zone. The zero apology zone, and I love using this word. Can I use a, a vocabulary word here on the show? You can use anything you want. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> I can. Hopefully I don't violate any rules and I say, get this right guy out of here. But uh I love using the word, I have to use my hands when I say this, the word essence, right? And the essence of the zero apology zone is standing up for those things that are noble, those things that are just, those things that are right uh, for people that don't have a voice and really even for those people that have a voice, but they're afraid to speak. Because here's the thing, and and, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and get real since I'm on the show with go the author of Be Real. <laughs> Okay. It's welcome here. Uh, <laughs> there we go, right? So you guys know that anytime you're listening to the Be Real podcast, you must be prepared to take notes because we go deep. <laughs> so here's the thing I'm going to go ahead and share with you. Real learning comes from real dialogue. Now that has an academic place, but it also has a place in our lives. And you know, one of the things that that allow me to go ahead and transform my life and 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 I'm still transforming. They're always more. There is always more. How many of you know that there's always another level? One of my mentors has shared that with me for over 10 years. He's always told me, he said, Vern, there's always another level, always another level. And so as I have gone from level to level, guess what? I have really, really thought about who am I, mm -hmm. right? And whoever I am, how can I speak on behalf of other people? How can I motivate, encourage, pour into, mentor other people. And that's really the essence of the zero apology zone. And some of you want to go ahead and you say, man, that, that's so cool. Tara's got be real and, and Cannibal in and Vernon's got zero apology zone and all this other stuff. Let me go ahead and give this to you as a piece of advice. Become solid and codified on who you are and let it come from a place that is real within you. Because Tara is absolutely right. If, if Be Real came out tomorrow with Vernon Wright's name on it, Zero Apologies on, that book wouldn't work. And that's me saying it wouldn't work because it's not my story. Um, as I shared on another podcast, you know, people have questions and you're the answer. But in order for you to be the authentic answer, uh, kind of like our friend Tom Murray that talks about authenticity, in order for you to be the authentic answer, you must tell your authentic story. That's the authenticity is this is is really this. We say this in text is, is a street slang term, real recognize real. And I connect that so much to your work, Tara, of be real. 
I think you couldn't be more honest in your answers right now and your comments because it's it's true and people rec- people recognize real and even if they don't at first true character always reveals itself i mean that's just evident it's life it's it's what happens i've been told that so much as a child and then i've seen it come to fruition over and over and over true character always reveals itself in some form and and eventually to everyone. So you might as well just be you and be real and be unapologetically you. And honestly, I think these messages could blend together because there's something valuable about being real, like relatable, exposing vulnerability, approachable and learning through life. And when you are doing that and you're living just how you were created. For me, I'm so quirky. I have all these different talents and strengths, but I also have a lot of weird, quirky things about me. And I used to be ashamed of my past, like how I grew up. And I used to be ashamed of some of the quirky things, the sensory processing disorder, all these weird things that have to be a part of me. But eventually, I had to get to this place where not only did I normalize my weirdness, but I just decided, you know what? This is me. And this is what you get. And you do get this whole package. Like, yeah, I have these strengths and talents, but I also have all this other stuff. And it's just a part of who I am. And I think, you know, at some point, people, all of us get to this place. And we like, do I battle with that daily? Yeah, of course. I write in my journal. I'm always like reflecting. But at some point, you get to this place where you're like, okay, this is me. This is my story. And yes, I'm learning and growing along this journey, but I am going to be unapologetically me. And I'm going to encourage other people to be unapologetically them. And so I do think our messages do kind of blend up together. They're a great blend. And I'm going to tell folks that are listening to this again, one of the things that is implicit within the work that you have done in the movement that you have, the platform you have in the movement and the work and the platform that I have is this. It's subtle, but it's so significant. So if you uh, write this down, of course, if you're driving or something else, you know, just come back to this later. Um, Introspection. And I asked one of my mastermind groups back in November of 2019, I asked them, hey, um, have we gone through introspection about 2019 before we go into 2020? And, And again, in order for you to be real and in order for you to tell your real authentic story, you need to go through introspection. And, and for someone, and I don't know who this is for, whoever it applies to, when you go through introspection, your own introspection, it's going to be cathartic for you and it's going to be the healing. And when you forgive yourself and give yourself permission, your, your authentic story is just going it, to, it's, I'm telling you folks, I'm telling you right now, whatever it is you have gone through is the answer to somebody's question. That is something I try to convey. And I think this is where our our journeys kind of blend up and, and join together. The forks in the road come together here because one of the things, you know, you mentioned in your journey earlier was mama rights, um, advice on, you know, delay doesn't mean denial. And I, I think, you know, I had a late, like my start on this journey of life was rough. I mean, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't safe. It didn't seem like all the statistics were lined up for me to be successful 
to come out. All the statistics were placed against me for that. So it almost seemed like maybe there was a delay, right? But the truth of the matter is, um, I love that advice your mom gave because it, it, I wasn't denied. And I did go through those things, but I did come out. And I now can relate to other people. I, I can now be an answer for people and kids, especially kids that are going through similar situations, maybe not the same, maybe their situation is much worse, even in many cases, but reminding them that you have the power to be able to change the trajectory of your future. You get to rewrite your story but you have to believe in yourself. And that kind of goes back to the next piece you talked a lot about is faith and having faith in yourself. And I think that's the piece that a lot of people forget to really just believe in themselves. But, but it also comes back to there's somebody like mama, right for you, but there's people in your life that have been placed there to give you that encouragement. And if you don't have some people in your life right now placed there to give you that encouragement, then Bern and I can be those people for you because they're angels. They're angels. I fully believe that folks, that, that there are angels walking amongst us in, in living form. I mean, we don't even know that they're angels and, and, you know, so much so of what you're talking about, uh, uh, is so deep. It's so deep and so rich. And, and as you were just sharing, if I can just share this real quick, as you were just sharing, you know what I was thinking about? Uh, Somebody is listening to this, uh, podcast, watching this podcast, and, and they've been really dealing with this whole thing of what is my purpose? And what you just shared is so real because part of their purpose on this earth is to tell their story to help other people heal. I feel like that's definitely been a big part of my purpose. And I love that most people that come on this show, when they're sharing little pieces of their journey, just like you said earlier, you were in a relationship that wasn't healthy, but it, it gave you levels of growth that I'm sure have shaped you into the person you are today. And I think all of us have those dark moments, but without the darkness, we wouldn't know what it feels like to be in the light. And so if we were light all the time, we wouldn't understand that it takes grit. It takes perseverance. It takes going through some tough things to learn how to do that and to come out on the other side. And then if we talk to people or we try to inspire those that we or within our realm of influence, they would never believe us if we hadn't gone through those things too. Yeah, you know, I had a mentor many years ago tell me this. Um, he said, you know, um, people think in order to be a speaker and to pour into people, you have to be a perfect person. And he said that is absolutely not the case. He said the perfect person is the one that's imperfect. because that's the person that that when we talk about and here's where professional and personal crossover and I I tell people this all the time when I'm I'm in speaking engagements and I'm working I'm coaching and I'm consulting with leaders I talk to them a lot about the two C's curriculum and culture and uh, you know I've been around uh, curriculum for many many moons right um, but sometimes here's what happens. We, we don't address culture and we try to go to curriculum too fast or even make curriculum replace culture. And how many of you know, whether it's in a physical environment or the distance learning environment, the human interaction will always be the foundation. It always will be. 
but the ability to relate, the ability to say, you know, because see, that's really empathy. Empathy doesn't necessarily mean, you know what, Tara, uh, I've gone through the same exact experience that, that you have in your life. That's not really empathy. Empathy is to say, you know what, and if you guys haven't gotten the book, Cannonball In, I, I, I love that story. And I'm not just saying it because it's your book, but I love that story because that story in graphic novel form really talks about what we're discussing now. And, and how many of you out there that are listening to this are fans of the underdog? That's an underdog story in Cannonball Land. I'm not going to go any further. You can't. <laughs> but, uh, but how many of you know that? that and that's the, one of the reasons why we, we love to watch movies about underdogs. We love the underdog story. I remember as a kid watching the 1980 U.S. hockey team win. It's the underdog story. And there's so many of you out there that are underdogs right now. And you're like, there's no way I can win, Tara. There's no way I can win, Brent. Oh, let me go ahead and tell you. The underdog is an underdog for a reason so that they can go ahead and show that it's not the person that you think is going to win that wins. It's the underdog that wins. And that's why hustle beats talent, folks. And if, if we got any young folks listening to this, you might be talented, but but the hustle is really where the juice is at. The juice we say juice is a street term. Juice means power. The power is really where the hustle is at. That's where the juice is at. But but that that ability to relate and say, you know what, you you've gone through some struggles, you've gone through some disappointments, but but something in you. Um, I, I love the book Drive by Daniel Pink, mm. and this crosses over into professional and personal too, because we, we have a lot of people saying, you know, man, I've had these great lessons and great lessons in the distance learning environment, but kids aren't coming to the table to participate in that. Um, you know, one of the things I wonder about is how are we leveraging and talking about discussing and making a part of our professional and personal lives intrinsic motivation. And, and that book, uh, Drive by Daniel Pink was so significant it was even part of my master's thesis at the time. And, you know, one of the things that, that was so impactful upon me with that book is he asked this question, you know, is there ever a thing, has there ever been a thing in your life where when you get up in the morning, you're thinking about it. When you go to bed, you're thinking about it. You're just so keyed in on it and it's noble and it's just, and it helps other people, doesn't turn anyone else down, but you're thinking about it all of the time. And I know at a speaking engagement that I was at last fall, I, I was sharing with people that I, I believe some people call them passion projects. I love that that uh, phrase as well. Uh, I have also referred to it as this. Uh, and, and there was an author many years ago who used this term magnificent obsession. And so I just want to go ahead and ask people out there, you know, do you have a magnificent obsession? And if you do, then you should start building some action steps to, to climb that ladder with purpose and cannonball in on that thing. Because if you're thinking about, I love that. I love Drive as well. That's one of my favorite books. I love all the Daniel Pink books, honestly. Okay. But um, really, we can dream big for only so long. Like you just keep dreaming big, but you never act on it. What's the purpose? Like it makes you feel like an underdog forever. You don't want to feel like an underdog forever. And sometimes you just have to cannonball in. You just have to climb up the ladder, know that it's going to be a risk, but also know and know that it's really high and it's a little scary and it's very deep down there, but also know that you know how to swim and um, 
you know the fundamentals to whatever that thing is that you're dreaming about because you wouldn't be dreaming about it if it wasn't of some interest. You probably know the fundamental skills for it. So take a risk, build, set some things in place, write it down. For me, I write stuff down. I write it down always daily in my journal and I'm constantly chasing goals. I'm chasing dreams. I'm chasing physical fitness goals. Like right now on CrossFit, I'm constantly writing down things like I got this weight today. I'm gonna go for this one tomorrow. Um, But I'm always, I'm not settling for just here. And I'm never going to settle for just here. And I'm never just reaching this place of a plateau because there are more things inside of me. And I've chased enough dreams and I've cannonballed in enough times that I crave it. I just want to keep doing it. I want to keep trying something new. But the first cannonball is hard. It's really hard. And you're like, what if I drown? You're not going to let yourself drown. You're not going to let yourself drown and you're going to learn something from it. So Honestly, Vernon, I guess my question to you is like, what do you do when you you have this dream, you have this magnificent obsession that you can't get out of your head? What do you do to start acting upon it? You know, uh, um, man, I wish we had like two or three hours. No, for, I know. <laughs> to make this a master class, but I'm, I'm going to make this very short. I'm certainly going to attempt to. Um, years ago, um, because people just see zero apology zone, right? They see zero apology zone. They, they see the big beard. They see all of that, right? But what people don't see and didn't see was the guy that was in a relationship that was not a good relationship. They didn't see the guy that was, was 100 pounds overweight. They didn't see the guy that professionally was in a place that, that really wasn't the best of places. They didn't see the guy with 43 followers on Twitter. But I must tell you this, that I knew deep down inside that I should be more and should live more and do more and reach more people and live at a higher level. I knew that inside. See, I I didn't know that here first. Because some people are trying to go ahead and, and rationalize this and approach it from a brain standpoint. And I'm a huge fan of cognitive processing. That's why I'm talking about another Daniel Pink book, you know, The Science of When, right? When he talks about when to do different things, creative versus analytical, so forth and so on. Great book. Check it out. Um, But I had to know here first. Mm -hmm. I had to know in my heart first, and then the mind followed. Because back then, when I was in that place in my life many moons ago, uh, in a relationship that wasn't a good relationship, in a place professionally that wasn't a place that I really liked at the time. Uh, I didn't like how my body was at the time. I didn't like a lot of things at the time. I didn't like my finances at the time. I didn't like a lot of those different things. I didn't know everything from A to Z. I didn't. But guess what I did know? And I, and I tell people this all the time in my, my private coaching and consulting that I do with leaders. I had to get sold on who I was. And some of you want other people to buy into and be a part of what you're doing. But the reality is you're not sold on who you are. And, and, and there we go. All roads uh, uh, between Tara and Vernon lead back to introspection. So have you done the introspection and have you become sold on who you are? And once you become sold on who you are, guess what happens? When that happens, and then you start taking steps based on knowing who you are. As one of my leadership friends says, know thyself. 
Some of you are trying to make a move and hustle before you know who you are. And, 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 and that's why hustle cannot substitute for knowing who you are. But so I had to get sold on that. Here's another thing people ask me about all the time. I was coaching with a client the other day and they said, well, you know, Vern, I want to do da, 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 da in 2020. And I asked them this question, uh, somebody that wants to get into public speaking and do some other things professionally I asked them, I said, okay, well, talk to me about your list of 2020 goals. And they said, well, there's a little bit of silence. And they said, well, I really don't have any 2020 goals. I said, okay, well, number one, we have to have that. Okay. We, we have to have that. And so then I have some clients who have their 2020 goals. And, and this is another, this is another advanced level, but I'm going to throw this in as a bonus tip. Again, this is a little extra juice, a little extra power. But those of you, and I do this myself, for those of you that have your 2020 goals and beyond written down, and of course with goals, be very specific. Don't be generalized. I want to have a better body. No, we need to know how many pounds do you want to lose? What, what kind of personal record do you want to set in certain lifts? What, you know, do you want to do a six-minute mile, a five-minute mile? We need to know those specifics, right? But I have vision boards in my home. I have two vision boards in my home and, and have been thinking about, uh, if I can go ahead and be vulnerable here and share, then thinking about adding a third vision board. And I have them situated, and those that have been in my home, they know this. I have them situated in my home where as I walk through my home, I have to pass by them, and I have to see what's on them. So not only do I have my goals in written form and also stored up in the cloud using a little bit of technology there, um, I also have my vision boards in my home. And so when I go past my vision boards, guess what's happening? What's happening? And this is where professional and personal cross in terms of instruction in your, your own life. I am programming my mind to say, you know what, Vernon, you're living that. Mm -hmm. You're living that right now. What you see on those vision boards, that not only are you living that out right now, but that's where you need to be. That's the level you need to operate at. And I want to tell you this, one of the great joys of vision boards, I, I could do an hour just on vision boards, but one of the greatest joys when I started implementing vision boards in my life was this having to go to the vision board and take something off of it because it manifested and became real in my life. That was like, people say on, I'm on cloud nine. That was like being on cloud 15. Yeah, it's true. I, I really, I love so much about this idea of vision boards. I mean, that is like your bucket list, really, you know, it's more than that because it's, it's a vision of what you hope to see come. And then when you're able to cross things off, that is, so beautiful. And I never really thought of like physically placing them around. I mean, I do have a little list upstairs in my office, but it's not like something I pass all the time. But I like the idea of that. And, and I also really, really appreciate you just saying how you had to find who you were and you had to, you, you basically said you had to recognize where you were in life and how you didn't like these specific pieces. And I'm sure on your vision board, um, I'm guessing that it was to improve those pieces of your life. So if it was weight, then I know that you are very physically active now. So you created a vision for what it, so I don't like this part of me right now. And this is what I would prefer it to look like. And how do I get from A to B? And even if it's just little tiny steps for me, 
my goals are a little more generic at the onset, but every day in my journal, they're very specific because I meet, I meet a piece of it. And so I'm like, okay, then I'm gonna stretch myself to the next little benchmark level. And those are bite-sized chunks that I can do. And then over the course of six months or five months, I'm like, look at what has happened. Like, I can't believe this. But if I would have tried to guess where I would be in five months, I think I would have missed it and sold myself a little bit short. So for me, I set a goal, it's a little more broad, but then every day I check progress for it, especially fitness goals. Um, but also writing goals. There's a, a lot of other things like speaking. I go from event to event. So I want to tweak something. I want to change a piece. And then I, I expect it to happen on the next one. And when I watch my video playback, I expect to see it. So it's kind of like that vision board where you're able to mark some things off. And you're able to change some of those benchmarks. And that is really where we start to notice that growth along our journey. And I, I really feel like you've done just such a beautiful job of helping us to understand. And one of the phrases you just said was you said, you don't have to know everything from A to Z when you start the journey. And I think that's the key because one, if we knew everything, would we do it? Probably not because <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's scary, but you don't have to. And that's what I think I'm saying here. You don't have to know the whole end. You don't even have to know the end. You just have to that's know true. you want to get that's better. True. And so you have these little benchmarks that are continually new cannonballs, new splashes. You're making a new impact and you just keep moving forward in that way. And this is where I think anyone listening could really dig deep and know that you can do this. Like this is impossible. If you have these yeah. obsessions, you have this drive to that you're thinking about this thing you've been wanting to do. Vernon is a living example. He's just shared that with us. But you are capable of making tiny steps every day toward that goal and getting there. And when you look back five months later, you can't believe that you did that. I can't believe in two and a half years that I've written two books, changed positions, speak around the world. Like those, those aren't things that I ever thought of. And if I would have thought of them, I would have sold myself short because I probably wouldn't have set my goal near so big. But I just did little yeah. tiny things here along the way, met the right people at the right time, met my multipliers, started believing That's in right. myself, really, and just putting myself out there. And yeah, you get burned yeah. sometimes, but a lot of times you experience success and no matter what, you learn through the process. You became sold on your vision. And I, and I want to drop this real quick before we before we wrap up. There are teachers out there and you spend hours and hours and hours. And I and and I want to congratulate you and applaud you for it. You spend hours assessing the performance of students. But do you spend hours assessing your performance in your life? And that that's where when we talk about assessments, I, I love being around my 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 master's is not in curriculum and instruction, it's in leadership. But uh, I love being around my curriculum and instruction friends because they love to talk about formative and summative assessments, all types of assessments. And that's great. But are you doing assessments on your own life? And once again, where do all those roads lead back? They go back to introspection. We just call it assessments in the educational world. I think you nailed it. And I, for me, a daily assessment is just journaling. I, I love to see, even if I go backward, 
I mean, there are times to go backward. You know, I didn't, not only did I not go forward, I like totally flopped it, you know, but it's good to journal that and just to be able to look back and say, okay, what led up to that? Did I not get a lot of sleep that day? Was I struggling with my home life? Was I taking that out on the people within my realm of influence? You know, what was happening? And then how do I prevent that for next time? And it's all about looking inward because really for always just looking at others, it's, it's easy to critique other people's lives, but the truth is the one we have control of is our own. That's the piece like what you talked about earlier that's, that's real. Being real is, even in this global pandemic, it is the one thing that you don't need a program for. You don't need an extra piece of technology. You don't need a new app. You don't need a television station. You don't need a Netflix movie. You can be real all the time. It's guaranteed to be timeless. <laughs> you just have to do it. Just be relatable, expose a little vulnerability, show yourself approachable and know that you're learning through life. It's just part of the journey. That's it. And and I want to, um, you know, and again, just absolutely honored and humbled to, to be on here uh, with you and love your work, huge fan of your work, you know that, but, but I want to say that um, publicly, even though I've said that privately. And I want to leave folks with three things, right, for you to think about for the rest of 2020 and beyond and for you to take action on. Number one, there's a process for access. Number two, always ask professionally and personally in your life, what is the key issue? What is the key issue so that when you do hustle, you're hustling in alignment. You're not just hustling I'm reminded of when people hustle and, and they're not hustling in alignment. I'm reminded of the Energizer Bunny. There's just a whole lot of work going on, but we're not getting productivity. And then the third thing is this, and it's where I was many years ago at those places in my life that were not the best places and the best levels for me in my life, professionally and personally. And that is this concept, the power to reinvent is inside of you. So that's perfect. I'm writing all that down too for our notes, for our show notes. Yeah, <laughs> that is cool, perfect cool. and beautiful journey. Thank you for sharing your zero apology zone. I'm, I just love what you do, Vernon. I think it's powerful. I think it's authentic. I think it's real. I think it's something that people can definitely relate to. And I also think it just gives people encouragement that they too can be all of these things. They can hustle in alignment. They have the power to reinvent themselves and they can go through this process for access. So thank you so much. Honored and humbled to be on the show. Thank you guys. The greatness is within you. Give yourself permission to unlock it. That's true. That's true. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Real Journey Show. We really appreciate it. Next week, we'll have a new episode, same place, same time. Vernon, you are just a gem. Thank you so much for joining the Real Journey Show. We are excited you tuned in today and hope that you have left feeling inspired and empowered to stay real and share your real journey with others. Remember, real, it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. You can connect with me on Twitter at TaraMartinEDU or visit my website, TaraMMartin.com. Please use the hashtag RealJourneyShow to share your thoughts of today's episode. Tune in next week, The Real Journey Show. <laughs>